Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Habakkuk 3 verses 17 and 18 it takes a whole lot of faith and boldness to tell God that in every situation you will remain joyful. And that is difficult to do. It is difficult because life will test us in so many ways. So how are you so sure that though things do not go according to plan, you will still be able to rejoice? Hi, I'm Wura and today I have come to give you a prophetic instruction i have come to pass a message and what i am asking you to do today is what i know is in the heart of the father for you to do and that is to choose joy in the book of deuteronomy it was stated that god gave an option to the children of israel and he said look i have set before you life and death blessings and curses he laid aside everything the consequences and everything there is and he said you make the choice but this is my suggestion this is the recommendation i will give to you this is the prescription i will give to you you have every right to make your own choice but choose life if you were to ask me for my own opinion on this i would ask you i would tell you to choose life because this is what it entails. This is what you will get when you choose life. He laid aside everything and let them see the benefit of choosing life and the consequences of choosing death. And today I have come to tell you to choose joy because I know that is what God wants you to do. Now, I know how difficult that must be considering the fact that 2023 may not have been that year for you. You have questions. It didn't go the way you thought it would go. There were things you wanted to do, you couldn't do them. You probably lost someone, you lost things, you lost time. And now you are sitting down in the middle of all your crushed dreams, all the hopes you had, probably reminiscing about how you were so eager about the new year so many months ago, how you wrote a whole list of things that you're not going to do again, the things that you're going to do, and you're confused. You have questions. Is, is this whole thing, is this how it's going to be? And somehow you're even scared. You're scared that the new year might just be another 2023, but with a different name. A new year signifies hope and you may not even have much of that. So you're probably wondering, why should I rejoice? Because the world has taught us that in order to be joyful, there should be a reason. If I am dancing today, if I'm happy, it is very normal for someone to ask, why are you so happy? Because there is always a reason. There is always, there just always has to be a reason to rejoice. So when someone comes telling you, rejoice even in the midst of everything, it sounds inhumane. It sounds like this person doesn't understand what you're going through. This person doesn't get it. There is nothing to be happy about. But even in the midst of all this, God is saying to you, rejoice, choose joy. Life has presented you with many options. 2023 has presented you with many options. Depression, anger, sadness, bitterness, grief, 
And God is telling you, why not choose joy? That is the one that I'm giving to you. And it doesn't make sense to you, I know. It seems like God doesn't understand, but then the Bible says that he empathizes with us, that he was tested in every way. Do you really think that he doesn't understand? So the main question is, why should I be joyful? The normal response to sad things happening is sadness. The normal response to depressing things happening is depression. The normal response to pain is to feel the pain and to just cry about it and stay there. Because that, that's what we've been used to. So why should I be joyful? You should be joyful because God said so. I know it seems like it's a bit too simple. What do you mean by I should be joyful because God said so? But that's enough reason to be joyful. Why is that simple? Because no one understands your pain more than God. Because God has lived through every dispensation, every civilization. He has seen the rise and fall of kingdoms, civilizations, and so many things. And he can see the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And if he is telling you to rejoice, then it's because he knows that whatever it is that you are going through now is only temporary. I think one of the ways the devil deceives us is that he makes us think that where we are now is where we is all that we could be what you are now is all you could be and that is a lie from the pit of hell the devil will make you think that everything you are now everything you have now is that's just all there is to you so you don't have the the capacity the capability to think beyond your now because you've somehow believed that that's all there could be about you but then you have a god who can see it all who has seen it all and in the midst of it all he's telling you to rejoice so why not do that why why not trust him enough to rejoice in him why not trust him enough to know that in every situation he will still come through for you i don't have it all figured out i don't want you to think that the person speaking to you is someone who is without experience. I don't want you to think that the person speaking to you is just some overly excited Christian who read a couple of books in the Bible and thinks she knows it all. <laughs> Trust me, I know exactly what it feels like to sit down and not know what next step to take. I know what it feels like to think the entire world is against you. I know what it feels like to be suicidal. I know what it feels like to be utterly depressed, to be unable to see anything to be happy about but I also know that in the midst of all of that you can choose joy you can decide that you will not let your circumstances determine whether or not you will be joyful the devil is not necessarily after the things you think he's after he's not just after your academics he's not after that relationship he's not after no what he is really after is your joy because if the devil succeeds in stealing your joy, then he has won. Because your joy is where you get your strength from. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you lose your joy, you lose your strength. Which means anything, any amount of fortitude that you would need, any amount of stability that you will need to move to the next level, you don't have it anymore. When you lose your joy, you lose your staying power. You lose the ability to hope for 
a better tomorrow. Joy is a very powerful force and a very powerful spiritual mystery that many of us don't know about. And if you do not learn to jealously guard your joy, the devil will steal it from you and then it would seem as though he has won. But this is the confidence that we have. We have confidence knowing that there is nothing that God cannot restore. He can restore your lost joy. He can restore your lost hope. He can restore your lost smile. God can restore. But I want you to look at yourself. You cannot tell me that God hasn't been faithful. You cannot tell me that things have just always been low and terrible and bad and there, there hasn't been at least a little ray of hope, something to make you understand that God hasn't left you. And if there really isn't, you need to look inward. You need to look around. There is something. The fact that you have breath in your lungs shows that God is still in the business of helping and delivering you from whatever it is that you are going through. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him from them all, from them all, from every single one of them, not leaving anyone out. He will not omit an affliction and say, you know what, just deal with this one. Let me deal. Let me take care of the rest. No, he will deliver you from them all. But you need to know this. You will learn to be joyful when you realize that circumstances were not created to destroy you. I remember two years ago, I was grieving and I went to my father in the Lord and with tears in my eyes, talking about how tired I was and everything. I was tired of the whole God thing. Sometimes you sit down and just think, is this all worth it? What's, what is this? So I was tired because there was so much going on and I was overwhelmed, right? I sat down with my father in the Lord and he said to me, he said, Favor, do not let anything ever stop you from seeing the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Don't let anything cause you to question his goodness and his faithfulness. And that helped me a lot because now whenever I'm in a situation, I do not see it as God attacking me. I see that God is good even in the midst of all of this. That is difficult. It's not always easy. But when you understand God's character, when you understand that this God is not wicked, he doesn't just, he's not waiting for you at the other side to see whether or not you will fail. God wants to see you make it through. God is not the God of just the beginning and the end. He is the God of the beginning. He is the God of the middle and he is the God of the end. So that means that God wants to see you succeed. He is not waiting. He's not, you're not just like on this line or wh whether or not you will make it like, hmm, he's just looking, will she make it? Will she not make it? Will he make it? Will he not make it? No, God actually is rooting for you. This is something you have to constantly remember. God is rooting for you. I want you to say it with confidence. God is rooting for me. God wants to see you succeed. God wants you to get it right. He wants you to make it. Many times circumstances will make you think that God is waiting to just judge you. He's waiting for you to feel so that he can say, aha, I, I knew it. I knew this day would come. I was waiting. When I created you, I knew. No, come on. The Bible says he has a plan and a purpose for your life. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, we all love this Bible verse, that these are the plans of God. They're not of evil, but of good, right? To give us a future 
an unexpected end. So you need to remember that you have an expected end in Christ. No matter what your circumstances may be. Look, I'm not saying that you're not allowed to cry. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to weep. I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel your feelings or to grieve. No, Jesus wept. So by all means, my darling, you can weep. You can feel those feelings, but you don't dwell there. That is the difference. The Bible says that weeping may endure but for a night, but joy comes in the morning. My beloved, if your pain and your weeping has been more than that, has overstayed its welcome, then you have to welcome joy because the morning has come. Look, you have to make up your mind, make that decision that this is the day that the Lord has made. Therefore, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And this is a decision you must make every day because life will test you. Life will test your faith. Life will test your convictions. Life will test your decisions. But if you do not know how to make a decision and stand by it, you will be tossed around by every circumstance, every wind that life just blows at you. You will be tossed around. You will be controlled. And there will be no fortitude. Joy is what gives you strength to stand. That things may not be going the way I thought they would go. But I can't continue like this. You can't continue and keep questioning God at every point in time. And it's funny because at every challenge he keeps proving himself over and over. And you keep forgetting his goodness. You keep forgetting. You keep forgetting that this same God delivered you in the past. What makes this so different? You have to build fortitude and that is through joy that in every situation you will not let it control you anymore. You will not let your feelings control you anymore. I've told you in the past, you control your feelings. Do not let them control you. Our feelings are powerful servants. They make really good servants, but they are terrible masters. You can't let your feelings control you. They will do a very terrible job. You control the feelings. Like I've said before, do not be a passenger for your mind. Be its pilot. That means you can tell yourself what to feel. You can tell yourself what to think. You can tell yourself how to rejoice. This is how you build emotional intelligence. This is how you build mental strength. That in everything that comes, you already have a solution to this. You already know what to do. And even when you don't know what to do, (laughs) you rejoice. Because joy is not dependent on the circumstances around you. The reason it is so easy for the devil to get to you is that you have you have somehow allowed your joy to depend on whether or not things work out. I will be happy if I get the job. I will be happy if I get married this year. I will be happy if I if this relationship works out. I will be happy if I get the admission. I will be happy if I pass the exam. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be happy about that, but I'm saying that your joy should not be dependent on whether or not these things happen. Your joy should be in Christ. Your joy should be dependent on the fact that Jesus gave you joy. It is what you have. It is your heritage in Christ. There is something called the joy of salvation that in every situation you will remain joyful. That joy of salvation is the joy in knowing that Jesus is your Lord and your personal Savior. And because he is your Lord and your personal Savior, everything will work out for your good. The Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. This is the confidence we have in God. 
that everything will work out. I don't care what it looks like right now. It's not the way I hoped it would be. It will still work out. I didn't think it would end up like this. It will still work out. But you can't keep waiting for everything to be fine before you can choose joy. You choose joy regardless. I choose joy regardless. I want you to say that. I choose joy regardless. Every day you wake up, you tell yourself, this is the day the Lord has made. And because of that, I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I will not rejoice and be glad in it when things work out. I will rejoice and be glad in it because God made this day. And the God that made this day is the same God that created me. It's the same God that has a plan and a purpose for me. So today I will rejoice. Choose joy. Choose joy. Do not let anything stop you from being joyful. It will be hard though, because there will be times that you will weep. And even in those times, you can cry, you can weep, but do not let your weeping endure for more than a night. When that happens, your weeping has overstayed its welcome. The morning has come. Choose joy. Joy comes in the morning. Every new day that the sun rises is another opportunity for you to choose joy. For you to choose Jesus, for you to choose a life in Christ, for you to choose the life that God has given you. Every new day that the sun rises is an opportunity for you to choose God again. God gave us the gift of choice. That is one gift that, that is one thing that makes human beings so similar to him. The gift of choice. That you can make a decision. You have a mind of your own. Yes, there are things and people that can influence your decisions. But you have a mind of your own. At the end of the day, you will be the one to bear the consequences for the decisions you make. Because it's all up to you. So you can make your decisions. But what makes things different is, is that God has given you, I would call it like a kind of, in Nigeria we call it expo. He has told you that yes you can make decisions but this is what me i would i would recommend that you choose today this is it choose joy when life tests your faith be joyful when life tests your convictions be joyful when life tests your decisions be joyful whatever it is that is happening to you is not peculiar and that would help you when you realize that life is not just against you whatever you're going through is not peculiar it helps you you know build that confidence knowing that someone else went through this and came out of it why would mine be different why would i go through it and be drowned in this god said that when you pass through the waters i will be with you when you pass through the fire it will not consume you he said that he will hold your hand he will sustain you he will carry you he said in his word that he will make all things work together for your good. He never said all good things, whatever they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He will make them work together for your good. And you need to remember that your end is good. Your end is not your situation. Your end is not this disappointment. Your end is not this rejection. Your end is God. And because your end is God, your end is good. He is the beginning and the end. Therefore, he is your beginning and he is your end. So today I want you to make this decision from now on that you will be joyful. 
okay yes you're telling me to be joyful right i get that but how do i do it how do i now start being joyful all of a sudden i'm so used to moping around i'm so used to being depressed well it starts with a decision when you make a decision to do something there will, there will always be strength to carry out that decision trust me there will always be something to help you back that decision so it starts with you making the decision to be joyful it starts with you deciding from today onward that you will no longer be tossed around by the little frivolous things that happen in life you will no longer be tossed around by life's issues and its questions and so many things that it just brings your way no no you're stronger than that you are more solid than that you need to stand on your watch and decide that from today i will be joyful that is the first step that regardless of what happens i will be joyful some days will be harder than others it would be easier to be joyful on a day where you get that thing you've been looking for right it will be easier to be joyful on the day you pass that exam. It will be easier to be joyful the day you finally get proposed to, the day things just start working out. You finally get that job. Your family finally gets that breakthrough. But what about the days that it doesn't seem like it? The days that it feels like God isn't on your side. You will stand on his word and you will believe him. You will rest in his love. You will cast your cares on him and you will be joyful. That is what you will do. Do you understand me? So what am I what am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to first make the decision. Make the decision. Prioritize God's word and tell yourself that I will believe God's word over everything else and find joy in his word. You need to allow God's word to be your absolute. If his word is not your absolute, if his word is still just a suggestion to you, you will not be able to triumph in life. For as long as God's word is just another opinion that you, you are thinking of looking into, you don't even realize it. <laughs> For as long as that you are still holding a broken sword, that sword has to be all that you have. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And that is what you take into battle. So you have to be strong and firm in the word of God. Give yourself to prayer, to the ministry of the word of God. What else will you do? Praise. Now, this is an exercise I'm giving you. I'm giving you an exercise to praise. Get a playlist. I'm, in fact, I already have a playlist, okay? So I want you to use that playlist. You're going to get it. Um, they're going to be... I think I'm going to make another one specifically for this episode, right? So it's going to be available on the website in a few days. Just use it and dance every night, every day. Every time you feel something is affecting you, some, you, you get that news you're not looking forward to or those whispers start coming again and you start questioning whether, whether or not everything will be okay. I want you to, within that time, be joyful. I want you to, within that time, get your phone, get the headphones, the earpiece, whatever it is, play, your, play that music and begin to dance. Begin to dance. Begin to dance and speak over your life this is how we win in this kingdom i promise you begin to dance and speak over your life remember the promises that god made and hold him hold on to him yes judge god faithful in every situation choose to judge god faithful 
what next will you do you're going to do something very funny very crazy but very spiritual and powerful you're going to laugh yes you're going to spend some time and you will just laugh laughter is a very spiritual and powerful thing especially in warfare and yes we're in a battle in fact we are in war with the devil and with his tactics i'm sick and tired of the devil taking advantage of us and the naivety and the ignorance of people you need to this is why you need to know more you need to prioritize god's word because this is where you can learn and you can have understanding and knowledge and to defeat the devil because wherever there is light wherever there is knowledge the devil can't triumph over you he thrives in darkness thrives in your ignorance so if you do not know the power of the things that we are doing you won't know how to use them laughter is a very powerful thing in the sense that it is a form of exerting dominance like i i don't watch many movies but i'm a marvel fan and if you are into marvel you know that there are many many of the movies um marvel movies involve lots of battles fighting warfare and it always has to do with them you know there'll always be the exchange of words remember thanos and everything and i think one of the things that annoyed me the most about thanos is the fact that he was hardly faced i am always whenever i'm watching a movie marvel movie whatever it is reading a story i am always very uncomfortable with with the character especially the villain that is not easily faced that can't that is always laughing that 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 is not ever looking confused or worried that just always has a smirk i'm always worried and i'm worried because when someone is that confident there is something they know and even when they don't know something that whole laughing and smirking and stuff already just makes you think that it will already make the opponent think there's something this person knows that i don't know so laughing is a form of exerting dominance it's a way and it's true there is something you know that the devil doesn't seem to understand that thing you know is that there is hope for you that thing you know is that god already has a plan for you that you won't fail the devil doesn't get that so when you stand before circumstances and situations when you get the news that you don't want to get when you are in the middle of all your crushed dreams and those bad news and things that didn't work out the way you thought they would what you will do is you will write them down and you will begin to laugh with tears in your eyes you will still laugh you will sing praises to god and you will laugh and you will tell god i laugh because i know you are laughing the bible says that he that sits in heaven laughs if the god of the universe the one who knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning the one who can stretch time and do whatever he wants to do the sovereign God, if he can laugh, I don't know why you are not laughing. (laughs) You should understand that God can see everything. If God is looking at that situation that you are crying about and he can still laugh, it's because there is something he knows. And if you can sit, the Bible says that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. If you can only look at your spiritual position and from there, look at everything that is happening you realize just how small everything is compared to who you are compared to who your god is and compared to what he is willing to do in your life so i want you to laugh i know it sounds crazy it doesn't make much sense but this is how we win in this kingdom we do not win by doing the most sensible things the bible says he uses the most 
foolish things of the world to confound the wise. This is how he does his things. So this thing will seem crazy. It will seem foolish. It will seem like you are <laughs> you're making a mockery of yourself. But we win in this kingdom by doing the seemingly foolish things. As long as they are wise in God. I would rather be foolish to the world than be foolish in my God's eyes. The greatest wisdom is choosing to obey God. No matter how it makes you look and how it makes you feel. So today, choose joy. Choose joy. And I'm praying for you that whatever it is that has caused you to question God's goodness, whatever it is that seems to be mocking God in your life, that God will deliver you from it in the name of Jesus. I pray that your circumstances will not defeat you. You will not drown in your pain. You will not drown in your sorrow. God will truly deliver you and prove himself to be God in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that God gives you the strength, the courage, and the fortitude to choose joy every day of your life. And if you are listening to me and you do not know where you stand in God, you don't know where you stand anymore, I can promise you this one for sure, that it is impossible to find joy outside of God. There is no joy outside Jesus Christ. So today I am inviting you to a new life in Christ. I am asking you to give your life to Jesus and find genuine joy. If you are willing to give your life to Christ, I want you to say this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your love and your kindness. I thank you because I know that you love me and you have good plans for me. Today I have made a decision not just to choose joy, but to choose you. And because of that, I decree and I accept that you are my Lord and my personal Savior. I love you with all my heart and I ask for the grace to accept and receive the love you have given me, to receive the joy you have given me and to live my life according to your plan and your purpose. Thank you, Father, for the new life that I have in you. I love you. And I pray for the grace to love you even more. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. If you said that prayer in order to give your life to Christ or to rededicate your life to Christ, thank you. Thank you because it is a privilege to be able to lead you into such a new life. But I'm also congratulating you because a new life has truly begun for you. And I pray that God helps you. If you are not a part of a good Bible-believing church, then I think it's time for you to try that. In the coming year, I want you to prioritize fellowship with the brethren. It is a good thing. In the coming episodes, we're going to talk about church hurt. But I promise you, there is nothing that should be able to keep you away from God's presence. Not even the people. No. Your pursuit is God, not the people. And especially not the people that hurt you. Okay? So please follow the instructions I gave. And we're going to be talking about how to prepare for the new year and so many other things like that and other things that we're going to be doing but you know try and cultivate these habits that i have shared with you do these things these exercises and just watch how you win in life okay i'm waiting for the testimonies i love you so much and i really know that god is set to do so much in your life and i am so excited about your future please reach out to me at in, on instagram at with love underscore send me an email i really love hearing from you okay 
So please take good care of yourself. I love you very much and I pray that God will continually bless you and favor you with love, Wara.